What'll it be, stranger? Make a sound, and I will blow your brains out all over the windshield. You're listening to the Hollywood Saloon. Saloon Shots, round seven. So, I'm watching 24, season finale. Uh, I think two hours season finale. That's right, and I think everyone knows that we are twenty four fans, going all the way back to our very first uh, year. I think it was episode like whoa, number four or something, even where we talked about um, you know DVD experience, oh, watching addiction and cougar traps, right? Right, and amnesia. <laughs> exactly, all the great stuff from twenty four. But uh, you know, it was really fantastic because I did not know that they were going to do this special thing. That, but I saw it on the commercials when they said 24 season seven DVD uh, available tomorrow. And I was like, what? Man, <laughs> how cool is that? I thought that was amazing. It's like, hell, if I would have known that, I probably wouldn't have watched the season. You know, I would have waited and watched it all in one <laughs> shot at the very end. But, uh, you know, in- interesting, very, very interesting, very, very uh, new type of a thing. And I really applaud Fox for doing that. I mean, I, I, I don't know why someone hasn't done this before, um, honestly. When else are you going to get the peak of of your of people paying attention to your product other than when yeah. you run the finale? You can't beat the promotion. And run, and it just, it's all consolidating it to one little area because that's the best shot you're going to get. People that have just watched the season that want to own it will go out and buy it. People that missed it will grab it. It's a win-win in every way because you know the set's going to come out anyway. Why wait till August? Right. Well, or and you December. Know what's, a, what's so amazing to me? Well, you know why? Because a lot of times they used it as promotion for when the next season was about to start. Oh, now right. that the next season starts next week, why don't you go buy the previous season on yeah. DVD, which is out on Tuesday? No, it's it's hard to finish them all up in time. You know, this gives people plenty of time to get ready for season eight. Well, I think it's an outstanding idea. I can tell you it really goes back to that debate, you know, where we had talked about do you watch it week to week or do you wait and Mm -hmm. watch it all in one shot? And certainly this makes it a lot easier to do that. I mean, they're kind of hurting their television viewership if this is going to be the norm, because then some people might just say, well, I'm going to wait and watch it all in one shot. Because actually season seven is the very first season that I have watched it week to week. Yeah, it was the same way. Yeah. And and because, you know, after I came in, I don't remember what season I came in, but I had a a couple to watch to catch up. But, uh, Last season particularly, and I think the season before, I specifically stepped back and said, no, I'm not going to watch it because it's that week is going to be too painful with those cliffhangers. It's going to be too difficult because you know that thing is just like, you know, those things are like those really just fantastic salty chips. It's like you eat one and you got to go to the next. You can't just have one, you know, the Pringles or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. You can't just eat one. And that's one thing that, you know, I always did was 24 was like, oh, I'm so glad I've got the next one to go to. And then you'd stay up until 6 in the morning, you know, uh, uh, watching them or something. So really it opens that debate big time. Uh, it just depends on can you wait or do you want to um, go week to week? I'm oh, it's so hard for me because I really you know love the show and I it would be very hard for me to wait week to week. I mean wait for the DVD. 
But again, if this is going to become the norm, I think it opens a whole nother way of looking at it. And, you know, you might want to reassess that idea. It also means you don't need the DVD. You could have TiVoed the whole season. That's true. And started watching it on that Tuesday also. You have the technology. You have the ability to do that. So, I mean, and I think there are people that do do that. So you got to include their percentage in there, sure. and that's how they're going to watch it. But those are the people now that might not feel like they need to TiVo it all year long. If it's going to come out on DVD, oh, I'll just get the DVD set. Well, it also instead. depends on if you're a, a buyer as well. Do you buy 24 right, right. seasons and put them on your shelf? Yeah, most people just want to see it. Right. So the TiVo option is really the simplest and, and best way to go for people that are already set up that way. For me, the DVD set, you know, is really nice. But, you know, this season I was able to, to watch it from week to week. And, and I waited, I think, like till four of them had aired and then watched all four mm-hmm. in a big old pack and then started going week to week. Right. But I did enjoy the season for the most part. I really didn't like season six, and I waited for season five and six to be completed before I saw each one. I thought five was one of the stronger seasons. Six was one of the weakest, probably, overall. And then this season came back, I thought, pretty good. Hit and miss in some areas, but for the most part, pretty strong sure. and engaging. Sure. And, uh, and held my interest from week to week. It didn't annoy me too bad. It just made me look forward to next week's installment. Because I was already committed to watching it in that way. Mm-hmm. And once you are, what can you do? you just like, right. oh, that was cool. Can't wait for next week. Right. So it is kind of fun to have something to look forward to in, in a show that's designed that way. And really, I mean, one thing about marathoning 24 is you really start rolling your eyes <laughs> when everything is so crammed together. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the ridiculous leaps and this and that and the other. But from week to week when it's spaced out... It less jumps out at you at all the time. But yeah. you got to come into that with a show like 24. It's like I was trying to tell my dad, you can't bring in reality to this show, okay? <laughs> yeah. It does not exist on that plane. Yeah. It just It can't. It's just great fantasy escapist entertainment, James Bond-type entertainment. Right. That's what it is. Right, absolutely. You know, for the – for the 21st hardcore edge, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. Now, let me let me, let me me ask you a question here off of 24. Now, obviously, the thing look, we're looking at here is the release window of, right. you know, of, of Fox taking advantage of... Why didn't Lost do it? Lost could have done it, too. Right. Well, someone had to make the leap, right? We also got to remember that 24 had some wait time as well, didn't it? It's like it had been wrapped up for a while, and they held it back... Because of, of remember they I think after they had completed the season they went back and did that film that came out first. Am I right? If you remember that that film, yeah, that I don't came out I before? don't know if the whole I don't know if the whole season was completed before they did that film, but I right. do know what you're talking about. They started a plot line, they shot some stuff on it, and they abandoned it, mm-hmm. and then they came up with this plot line. But I think pieces of it got used. And maybe what that was some of it also. But, yeah, um, right. the writer strike got him hit. And they've been off TV for a long time. That's so. like two years almost. Take this idea of a release date and apply it to a theatrical film. Now, one thing that we have always talked about is, you know, we've always talked before about putting a movie out day and date. Uh, DVD release, uh, uh you know, right. pay-per-view, same as in theaters. And, and that's what everyone's toying with. You know, they're toying with those kind of ideas. Um, and we've talked about that before. But what about even a shortened release date? Like when a movie ends its theatrical run, 
it's released on DVD. Now, we've already got it down to, what, three months tops? I mean, it's really mm-hmm. not that long of a wait. But what if it was one month? What if it was a month and a half? I mean, do you, I, I just wonder, would that make a difference as far the, as promotion? There's wise? legal contracts that have been in place a long time that prevent that from happening. That's why you're not getting it. There are established sort of deals in place. Because mm-hmm. you got to remember, it extends a lot far beyond just the studio that makes the movie. Right. You know, you got the theater owners, and then you got, you know, all the cable people, and then you got, you know, the pay-per-view and all those other angles. You know, the foreign markets, you know, does it have time to play there and whatnot? And they're always wanting to make sure all the markets have their space because – that's what the theater owners have been screaming about for years is that shortened DVD window because right. that's what killed their business. They say that, no, we're not going to play your film if you're going to put it out on DVD a month later. Right. It's a waste for us, a wash. Right, because everyone will just to say, well, it's going to come out in a month anyways. So you might as well wait. And once they know that, it'll destroy that business. So that's that's the hard thing is that kind of acceptance. And that's why I don't think it can work for every film. I think – but there is a way. And I think we talked about this on another show, but you know what the hell. Um, there is a way to make a $400 million money ball in three days. <laughs> right. And there's about – Three films or five films that could ever have the chance of even getting close to something like that. But imagine a Spider-Man 4 that opens up on a Friday in theaters, you know, 6,000 theaters. People are going to go flock to go see it. Right. Also on pay-per-view that night. Premium price, twenty four ninety five. dollars eh, So everybody that doesn't go to the theaters is going to sit home and go, you know what, honey? Let's just throw on that Spider-Man. What the hell? It's never been done before. It's in theaters, but we can watch it at home. So they, they'll get all that other spillover business, and they're going to get the parties of everyone that wants to pull together and watch right. it. I don't think it's going to drain the theaters as much as everyone would have you fear it would. Because right. personally, if I'm going to go see it the first time, I'm going to go to the theater to see but it. You know what? But you know what? If you are one of those folks who has really invested – in a home theater, and you have the you know the the large HD TV mm-hmm. widescreen digital beautiful monster thing, and you have incredible surround sound. You have a nice room for it. I mean, uh, my brother-in-law has has a projection screen, and it's fantastic. You know, uh, it's like if if you could have that experience and have a party and charge people two dollars admission to where it wouldn't cost you let's say fifty bucks if it was fifty bucks even. People would still pay for that and have your better experience because you can control everything at your own home. There is no you know, uh, jackass three rows behind you who refuses to stop talking you know, and, and gets, confront- right. gets confrontational. You know, there, there is no uh, you know, sticky soda under your shoes. There is no you know, curtains left half shut that someone forgot to open. If you can control your experience, I guarantee you, if you have that equipment, if I was someone who had enough money, who had that kind of a theatrical thing, and someone said $25, you better believe it, Jack. In a second, I would do that. See, that's the whole thing. It opens up a brand new tier. It's an exclusive privilege. You're going to pay a premium price, but we're going to allow you to see this film on the same weekend it's playing in theaters. And they could only do it for that weekend. That pay-per-view could be available maybe on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and they cut it off. Right. 
You know, it's just it's a it's like a one weekend bounty kind of thing. And then, um, you know, if you really wanted to get risky, you could have like a low res DVD that you could sell in the lobby for 10 bucks or something. And it's just a, a copy of the movie, you know, nothing else, no frills, no nothing. But I guarantee you'd you'd sell quite a few of those on the way oh, out the door, sure. too, if it was a movie everyone liked. So basically, then you can let the theatrical run out and then, you know. Six months down the line, you put out the deluxe edition DVD with all the goodies and everything else, right. and you'd be surprised how many people will double dip and buy it anyway. So what What do you think? It's it's only fear. It's like this great fear of piracy that keeps people away from doing – Well, it, it would, you would have to have a lot of factions come together to even make something like that possible. The only reason it's possible for Mark Cuban and um, his production company is because he owns his own theaters and he owns his own pay-per-view and he can afford to produce the movie. He can experiment. So he can do that. Right. That's what Soderbergh is experimenting with. And I think it's great that he's done that with these little arty, you know, bubble and girlfriend experience movies that, you know, they're premiering on HDNet and also going into theaters and, and we'll also, you know, have the DVD market. But, you know, that's not the one that's going to show everybody how much cash there is to make. Because the right film, and again, it has to be that kind of quadrant film that would not keep people from going to theaters, but would still just gobble up all kinds of extra cash by being available in a pay-per-view. And you would download it. And, of course, you could copy encrypt it or something. And it just it wouldn't be able to be copied. Mm. You know, I don't know if that's even possible. But, if it was coming uh, home, oh god, that would that would just be impossible. And I think that's the thing. It's a great idea, and I think you're right. It would it would score mega dollars. I just think it would be. But you'd massive. walk away with at least four hundred million in the opening weekend. Oh, it would be, you know, it would be you outrageous. Just, you know, it just be it would be huge, and there would still be more money to be made after that too. I mean, it, it wouldn't be like okay, well that we're done. But the way they treat the opening weekend, this model ultimately makes sense because since that's all they care about, you might as well just funnel everything into one weekend. Right. People that go to the theaters, people that want to pay $25 for a premium, and then you know DVD well, and, down the line. And most of all, your promotion is still at work. You've been promoting the hell. My God. The promotion for Star Trek was such an overbearing monster on all accounts that had they had done this, it would have just exploded, you know? I mean, it's it's like take advantage of that. Pro if you're going to spend $20 million on promotion, we'll take advantage of it. I mean, what what a great way to just continue that instead of three months later, start up the promotion machine again. And, oh, it's out on DVD. And, you know, they, it's, that never has that kind of power. Um, but man, that kind of guts to just say we're through with with barriers here. We're just going to go, you know, blam. Um, I mean, we're completely, you know, listen to this conversation we're having here. It's just, you know, it, it would have been unheard of at right. any other time. I mean, I'm trying to acknowledge that of different ways of thinking. I mean, I realize this is not going to happen. This is not realistic. There's a way too much fear um, right. to try something like that. But there is a lot of success for the right film and the person that does choose to gamble in that way. I mean, those superhero movies like a Batman or a Spider-Man, they're just perfect for that kind of thing because they appeal to the widest possible demographic. Right. And think about this. Someone pays to go see it at the movie theater Friday, likes it so much they buy the pay-per-view on Saturday. Exactly. 
And you just not only did you double dip them, you upgraded at the same time. I mean, there's just there's a lot of math and a lot of combinations and possibilities that could be just insane. Heck, someone might buy the pay-per-view on a Friday and buy it again on a Saturday because they liked it so much. They, right. You could have a double dip that way too. I think it's, it's something to look at with the height of the popularity. Obviously, Fox and, uh, and 24 were thinking in that mode saying – Let's try something different. Let's go out on a limb mm-hmm. here and just say, uh, you know, let's try to do this at the same time to take full advantage of the hype of, of going into the season finale. Now, it's been right. it's been done before. About, uh, the Sci-Fi Channel ha- did two uh, kind of movies uh, via Battlestar Galactica. Remember, they had that Razor movie that came out between a couple right. of the seasons, and they showed it on the Sci-Fi Channel, and then and like. You know, a few days later, it came on DVD, and the, the version on DVD was uncut, though it was unrated. If you know what I mean, it was that it was a little more extended. So they said, "Well, you can take the TV version, or you can go and buy it." And if you were a you know true blue uh, Battlestar fan, you probably went and picked it up or rented it at least. I rented it, but uh, they also did it recently with Caprica. The season uh, or the pilot for the new series, it's the prequel to Battlestar Galactica, and they didn't even show it on the Sci-Fi Channel. They offered it as a DVD. They said, this is the pilot, and we'll be showing it next year before the season the you know season one starts. So mm-hmm. they're they're taking advantage of that too, and to me, that's well, they were taking advantage of the coming of the end of the series exactly. and all the promotion and the hype around it. It was just yes. it was good to have something in the DVD market for people to buy. You know, with everything's going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, the smart thing would have been is to end Sarah Connor Chronicles and have that DVD out right now right. with the new movie out exactly because um, that's going to be the maximum amount of interest is is going to be around in that zone. So they would have been really smart to try that. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, since that show's going to end anyway, you know, this would have been their best chance. Well, it's just more promotion for your film. You know, well, you know how they always do. One of the latest, you know, promotional deals they do is they re-release the prequels or the movies before right. the new sequel. It's got a new case and a new box and a special extra right. blah blah blah. And that movie ticket and that free movie ticket. I've only used that once, and I, I forgot what it was for. But I did use that once. I, it might have been to see Riddick. I think I bought the, the <laughs> new version of, uh, you know, the new version of uh, what was it called? Uh, Pitch Black. Yeah, Pitch Black. Picked up the new, and then I got that ticket. I was like, all right, I got to see it for free. And I did another one where I gave it to my folks for whatever movie it was when I had bought the previous version, and they went and saw a free movie. So, uh, hmm. so that was pretty cool. So. Uh, it's a nice incentive if you don't already have it, but it's nothing worth upgrading for. That's for sure. Uh, right. But uh, yeah, it's it's fascinating to me. Like I said, that Fox did this, and I I would like to see other people experiment with it because it's it's such a touchy subject with films, with TV, with everything. That when something's done, you have to. Well, we have wait. no more patience now. I mean, sure. we're very much moving into an instant gratification society, and because of the glut of material there is, and it's all being for attention and promotion time, squeezing it together to maximize everything in this burst. Because, you know, after this week, it's on the shelf. 
with all the other seasons of 24 and all the other TV on DVDs and everything else. That's the end of it. And right. Until the next season starts. But anyway, <laughs> when's season eight? In January next year? Do we have to wait that long? Uh, oh, I'm sure. I mean, or, or, okay. or longer. You know, it really. I, I prefer them to do that because I don't like the repeats or the the weeks where they're away. So right. I, I like the, the schedule to where they're every week, no repeat. Oh yeah, but if you got to wait till January to do that, oh, that's I'd, the best. Model. I would glad I gladly would do that. I think that's one of the best things I've ever seen because I remember watching those first seasons of Lost, and they would be gone for like four weeks, and you'd just be like, oh. Yeah, that's terrible. Or you tune in and it would be a rerun, and you'd be like, "Oh, you know, the way the way they did it, do it now is they do those little specials, and it's like mm-hmm. here's a special explaining loss from the beginning again." You're like, "Oh God, I can't take another one of those." Oh, um, I've never seen one of those. They're horrible. It's just they're just Are pointless. They? They're for people who who haven't been involved. It's, it's like that thing, you know. It's like if you've missed Lost so far, let me update you. And so people God, can But is that in. a good way to get into Lost, though? Of course not. Why would you just want to watch an update so you could watch the current season? Because you know what? There's a lot of people that didn't jump in that now want to jump in. My parents watched 24 Season 7. It was their first season ever. And I was yeah, like, okay, you know, 24 is one thing. Okay, yes, you miss, you miss a lot of the rich history that comes with 24, but you can completely dive into 24. That was your first season. It doesn't take long to get to know who Jack Bauer is and see him in action and everything. But Lost is different. To me, that's like coming in halfway through a book and just yeah. expecting to read a synopsis of the first half and that be sufficient. Or being, you know? or being one of those people that walks into the movie that's like, oh, we only probably missed a little bit. <laughs> what? Oh, I know. You're 25 <laughs> minutes into the movie. Well, we didn't miss much. Do you ever see those people that walk in like, you know, it's like I want to say, you missed too much, man. Turn around. Go back. Yeah. You missed way too much here. <laughs> <laughs> but see, you know, I, you know, the problem is, is you and I are projecting ourselves sure, sure. onto that person. That person don't care. <laughs> Mm-mm. They're just there to see a movie. Don't entertain them. You know they'll figure out the plot. Not that big uh-uh. a deal. And if they like it, they'll sit in the theater and watch it again. I've seen people God, do that. I remember. I remember walking into the mission, and it was already on. And they were carrying the guy on the cross. And I thought, how much of this did I freaking miss? And almost oh. walking out the door. Luckily, I found out later on it was like nothing. You know, it's like I missed yeah, nothing yeah. at all. And it was yeah. it was like, but I remember just being so on edge, thinking, "What did I miss? Oh God, I can't stand it." <laughs> I was like that way for Highlander, mm-hmm. um, just because I missed the opening credits. But when I walked in, the wrestling was going on, right? And it was even before the big, you know, super crane shot. Right. So it was like I really didn't miss anything. But when I saw that movie. And the way it was structured, I kept thinking there was something I really did miss. <laughs> yeah. But it, I did sit and watch the whole movie a second time right there in the theater. Um, and when I realized I didn't miss anything, I said, ah, hell, I'm just going to watch the movie again. Well, you know, and you, there's also those people that go in late and then they say, oh, we'll watch it. We'll watch it again. You know, I remember people doing that thinking, God, you're yeah. crazy. What? <laughs> Old movie viewing habits. I remember. I remember. Oh, that. yeah. But no, I, I, I won't. I won't do that. I won't go to a movie. If I walk into a movie and it's late or if I – you know what? If I walk into a movie that I'm you know, not really early for and I, and I walk in and I see a gazillion people, I'll just turn right around. Well, I'm the same way. Give I just go get back. a refund yeah. and say I, I couldn't find a, an acceptable seat. Yeah. It's like, and you know, they're always cool about it and that's fine. Yeah, they're, I mean, very, they're very cool. They're very it's cool. Not, the thing is, is in today's multiplex 
environment, it's like big deal. I don't see it now. I'll see it tomorrow. Is it really right. going to matter? Yeah, you waited you know, this long. So I can what? see it an hour later. You know, it's playing on four other screens, you know, so I don't even have to leave the theater. I can just go see it an hour from then. <laughs> unless you know? you're, play video unless you're one of those psychos who sat in line for five weeks for Star Wars. Oh, no, it's so important that I see it before anyone else. <laughs> yeah. <It's>, God, you're, <laughs> you're a goner. It's like, I love Star Wars, too, but ridiculous. There's that desire to want to see something. And it's the way we're pumped and primed. I mean, we get hit with all this promotion, this anticipation, and this excitement. And, you know, it's drilled into our heads. And it's like, I want to see it already, you know? Right. And I want my 24 Season 7 DVDs tomorrow. I saw the finale right. tonight, and I want it tomorrow. Well, now you can do it from Fox Home Video. And there might be some people that want to watch it again. Think about that, you know, or they might have missed a couple episodes. So they can, you know, catch up. Yeah. I mean, it really does work sure. kind of nicely. Sure. You know, it's a season I wouldn't mind watching again well, someday. You know what's interesting is that DVD is really in competition with other things like iTunes. I mean, there's some people who are perfectly happy to download. You could buy like a season pass now on iTunes mm -hmm. for a TV show, and it's out like the next day, I think, on iTunes. And you could have the whole season right there on your right. iPod, and that's how you own 24. I mean, it could be that you paid $35, $40 for that season, mm -hmm. and you only own it on that iPod. If your iPod gets erased, well, pff, you're screwed. But um, there's people that do that, and I don't understand that. I would not be satisfied with that, but... So be it. Well, for people that have a different kind of commute or situation to where they just need something to kill the time, you know, it's a good way to knock it out. Maybe. Oh, well, you know what? If, if I knew that I was going to be going on some sort of a massive trip and I wasn't going to have the availability to take a big honking DVD player with me and all that kind of stuff, I would – sure. And I hadn't seen a show and I wanted to – I'd download the whole season and put it on there. That would be fantastic. But, you know, if you're just around the house and that's the way you're going to own it, wait for the DVD. You know, that, that just makes more sense to me. But I think that that's an interesting thing that they say this market is in danger. I mean, well, we, we've seen It goes DVDs. back to the buffet table. You don't – why are you telling one market, no, we don't want to take your money? <laughs> right. It's no sweat off your back to make a, a digital copy of it for, for iPod. You know it's not difficult. Right. It's just foolish for them not to offer it. It's the same reason it'd be foolish not to offer a download version of an album or you know, all kinds of you know, different kind of options. Sure. I mean, you can see it happening with books now with the Kindle. You know, it's just they're finally moving into that to where right. books will be a downloadable option. Right. We can hang on to the past for as long as you know we can, but it's going to move right, right beyond us. Oh, absolutely. Because you know, there's too many other markets wide open for that. But I don't think they're going to stop catering to us either. Not uh, now. No, that, that's not 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 in the immediate future. Later on, though, I mean, that Kindle thing, that's pretty groundbreaking. I mean, it's so funny. I, I've looked at that before, and I think it's fantastic. You know, and it says you can hold, you know, 5,000 books on it. Well, oh, when the hell am I going to be able to read 5,000 books? You know, mm -hmm. it's like, you know, I'll have three of them on there, thanks, and, you know, a couple of magazines or something. But, you know, if really the bookstore can come to you that easy, then it really – it's putting a whole – you know, like Netflix – like uh, mm -hmm. like anything, it's 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 or you know like Sound Warehouse, you know it's things getting put out of business by higher tech, and I love when that happens. When I see that happening, I love that. I mean, I just actually thought about that today when I was at a restaurant and I looked next door and I saw a place where a Blockbuster used to be, 
You know, and I'm like, Kid, that's the future right there. It's like you're going to look at. I mean, mm-hmm. and you remember the sound warehouse stores. You remember the the I do. the the great and cactus re- cactus and and uh, and and what's the one that you, that you've gone to uh, out in California? Oh, Tower Tower. All these places are disappearing. Because no one buys CDs anymore. You don't want to get and go to your store. Same with video stores. I mean, it's, it's people still go to video yeah. stores, but not like they used well, to. Well, you know, you know what else put those guys out is the WalMarts, the Targets, and the Best Buys. I mean, they just slash the prices on CDs. They, you know, making all those special offers. Right. Consumers got comfortable and used to buying music in places other than record stores. Right. And record stores were charging more. So everyone went for the price and yeah, they just they couldn't sustain themselves and you know, it's I don't have any sympathy for Blockbuster cuz they put the mom and pause out of business. Sure. So it's only appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> the same customers put them out of business. Absolutely. So they had plenty of time to adopt to it. They just right. waited and you know, they tried, but it it just wouldn't catch on, I guess, or they couldn't sustain it. Technology allows the marketplace to change, and that is exciting because really in a capitalist system, this works for us, for the consumer, because it's better for us. And, you know, it's like we can leave those old models behind us. You know, no more is this, you know, crap of going and renting VHS tapes and signing up for the DVD for the for the DVD for the VHS club, and you had to have a club mm. fee and a club card, you know, and, and you had to put your bank account down on a form and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, no more of that silliness because the technology pushed forward. Well, now it's just your credit card. If you got a credit card, you can get anything. Oh, it's down. magic! You, you know, and- just ching chunk. Have it delivered right to your house. Exactly. And with Netflix and then, you know, Netflix is going to go down in a few years to digital. And it's like, again, in the end, we are the consumers that win. And if you want to look at it today and what we started this entire conversation with, the consumer wins because now we can walk out and get 24 season seven the day after. I mean, that is just a win for consumers if you are the kind of person that wants to buy that show right now today. And uh, so I say let this kind of stuff continue. Let things continue to change and grow, and hopefully uh, we'll continue to reap the benefits of uh, that kind of competition. You're listening to the Hollywood Hollywood Saloon.